Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Steve Palazzolo, senior analyst at Pro Football Focus. You can find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. Steve, how you been? Doing great. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So uh, we've got football back, and we're going over odds, and we're looking at reasons why teams will or will not win. So uh, what are some things right now that if you're going to start looking at some of these teams that have not played a game yet, as many of the teams obviously haven't, what what are some of the determining factors? Is it uh, looking at just quarterback play because it's a quarterback-driven league? Is it about lines? Is it about wide receivers, specialty players? When you start getting into the 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 the, the winners and the losers prediction-wise, what are some of the things that you guys look at? Yeah, I think it all starts with the pass game. You know, the old adage is stop the run and uh, yeah, and run the ball well, right? But it's it, the reality of the NFL is pass the ball, stop the pass. I mean, that is. Uh, and that was, it wasn't as big of a factor last night because you did have those couple big runs from both teams. But generally, you know, week in, week out, the teams that can throw the ball uh, and the teams that can stop the pass, it's not, it's not that complicated. Those are the best teams in the NFL year in, year out. And then in turn, you know, they end up running the ball pretty well. When you, when you have a lead, you run the ball more often. So I think it, it obviously starts with the quarterback play. They are the biggest, uh, you know, they, they, they have the biggest impact, of course, on the pass game. But you see a game like last night with Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't actually great last night. He was okay. And I think that's what's scary about the Chiefs. He was okay, but the pass game was still efficient. He threw for three touchdowns. Uh, they're, you know, they create after the catch. They scheme it up. And, oh, by the way, they added a running back who's really difficult to tackle and is going to take advantage of all that space. So um, I, I think it's just a, it starts with the quarterback. It goes to the, the playmakers and the play caller. And then it goes to the, to the defensive side of the ball. Can you actually stop? opposing passing attacks because that's where all the points come from how are you able to tell whether or not say a guy like tom brady going into a new system even though he's got some familiarity with gronk being there and he's got some good wide receivers to throw to how difficult is it to say how much of that he's going to one absorb to really execute and then you got to look at the guy's age at what point do you start to say these numbers should really really start to fall off the map yeah, it's a challenge for sure. I mean, I think you have to try to isolate Brady's on-field play from 
from supporting cast. So if you're just trying to predict how well Brady's going to play, you can look at his last couple of years and say, yes, he's gotten um, a little bit worse. He, I think he was coming off a stretch in 2014 through 18, which is probably the best quarterback stretch, I think, maybe in NFL history. And then, you know, last year certainly did not play as well, but also didn't have a great supporting cast, had nobody to throw to. So I think you say, look, he's declined a little bit, not the same guy, a little bit less comfortable in the pocket. However, you still have those playmakers. I think it is a challenge to predict comfort level in the system. I think there'll be a handful of plays a game where it's just not second nature for Brady to know where his third or fourth option is, right? I mean, those are the things that he's been, he was doing in the same system in New England for 20 years. There might be just a little bit of hesitancy. You know, that affects a few plays here and there. But I think you make up for that with Mike Evans when he's healthy and Chris Godwin and all those tight ends to throw to. So I expect a productive season out of Brady. I still think he's capable. But, I, you know, I think that comfort level within the system might take a little bit of time just because it, it, it's a challenge going to a new new terminology, new feel, new everything after, after 20 years in New England. We look uh, to the game that we're going to be paying attention to. That's the Packers and the Vikings. And the fact that, one, the Packers really didn't have a lot of changeover. And you've got a lot of the same starters back, guys that already know the system, guys that already know the terminology. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers still a really good quarterback. Uh, does something like that, because of familiarity alone, just kind of favor the Green Bay Packers and coming off of a 13-3 and season? Yeah, I think there's there's definitely something to that. I think they were a little overrated at 13-3. and three. I think that's also been the company line at PFF. They got a little lucky, I think, last year. Um, you know, I, I think I think the continuity thing is is important. People have talked about that a lot this offseason, given the you know special circumstances. Um, I also think you know with Minnesota, um, just such a massive question mark about you know wide receiver two and and who the guy you know Justin Jefferson being the guy um, opposite Adam Thielen. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I like you know what what Green Bay is returning and all that stuff. I do wish that they added you know a little bit more firepower in the draft, but you know that's a that's a different story at this point. I would like to see Aaron Rodgers with uh, more consistent playmakers, but I am interested interested to see you know his Alan Lazard love and seeing that for a more extended period of time. If you do get you know better play from Valdez Scantling, so it's an intriguing year I think for the Packers and, and what they're going to get out of Rodgers that passing attack and more importantly, how much they rely on the passing attack versus trying to become more of a run first team. I think that'll be one of the more interesting storylines here. Watching the erosion of that uh, Vikings defense, you lose a guy like Xavier Rose, a couple of the other players, Daniil Hunter going down. Uh, how much of a difference is this defense now versus what it was just uh, the same last year or even the year before? Yeah, the Vikings are fascinating. They, they remind me that early in the decade that the 49ers had just like that same nucleus on defense for a number of years, and then it just all kind of fell apart. I feel like the Vikings have been trying – to hold on to that nucleus that they had, you know, 2016, 2017. And now there's just so much turnover. You know, just a few years ago, Danelle Hunter was the number three pass rusher, you know, and they had a, a really deep line. Um, adding Yannick Ngakwe should help with the pass rush just a little bit. But again, if Green Bay is looking to run the ball a little bit more, Ngakwe is not going to help uh, all that much. That The interior of, you know, Shamar, uh, Shamar Stephan and uh, Jaleel Johnson – just not up to not up to par for other in, uh, against other interior defensive lines. I think Minnesota um, has a lot of questions up front, especially when Hunter is hurt. So um, a lot of turnover on that Vikings defense on the D line at cornerback, and I think that's why they go into the season with just massive question marks compared to what we've seen in recent years.
Barring something major, I kind of expected Mitch Trubisky to get his job back and keep his job, I should say, in Chicago. However, I think it's a short leash, and once they make that change to Nick Foles, I don't think you can go back. So give me the lowdown on the Bears, and uh, give me the lowdown on your thoughts on Alliance. Yeah, I mean, when I look at the Bears and Trubisky, it's just fascinating. You know, one of the best things I think we do at PFF is just add context and add you know, reality to what's actually happening on the field. And we spent all of 2018 when the Bears were the best team in the division and one of the best teams in the league saying, Mitch Trubisky's actually not playing that well. Everything around him is great. And then last year, he didn't play that much differently, but the rest of everything fell apart. The offensive line, the playmakers, the defense. So I've got plenty of reservations about the Bears. You know, if we think we're, they're going to get back to 2018, I think it's going to be a struggle. The, the secondary has had quite the overhaul. Uh, you don't have Vic Fangio anymore, and I think from a Trubisky standpoint, you know, if he plays as the 30th or 32nd best quarterback in the league like he has the last couple of years, they're going to have some issues. Um, I'm intrigued by the Lions. I, I thought last year, again, not to – I know I'm on Green Bay Radio here. I know I'm you know, talking Packers here, but some illegal hands-to-the-neck penalties affected the Lions and Packers' records last year. I thought the Lions were better than their record showed last year, especially when Stafford was out there. And I thought they were doing a nice job of putting him in position – to just create chunk plays. They attacked down the field more than they ever had in Stafford's career. And they have the playmakers to do it with Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, like Danny Amendola, and, uh, and TJ Hawkinson. So I really like what the, what the Lions bring to the table. Their big question mark is, is the defense. They play a ton of man coverage. They've overhauled their secondary. Jeffrey Akuda getting drafted. He's banged up. Desmond, uh, Desmond Trufant, who once looked like a really good corner in this league. If their corners can improve, and Stafford plays like he did last year, creating those chunk plays, I think the Lions are going to be a really tough team on a weekly basis to defeat. As much as we look at the AFC and pretty much figure it's the uh, it's probably Kansas City's side to lose, it's wide open in the NFC. There's plenty of teams that could get on a roll that are pretty good teams and not that, not far that far removed from success. So give me your favorites coming out of the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the yearly story in the NFL for a while. There's, there's been a different team coming out of the NFC for the last seven, eight years. So um, I, I think Seattle has a chance. Again, it starts with the quarterbacks, right? So if you have a Russell Wilson, Seattle has a shot there. I think Tampa Bay has a chance, not only because of Tom Brady, but because of what they've done in their secondary over the last couple of years. Obviously, New Orleans, New Orleans, I think, is the favorite in the NFC. I think they're the team um, that is just constructed well, and it's, it's just a matter of Drew Brees. Uh, not really wilting down the stretch like he has uh, in recent years. And, and again, I, I'm not saying the Lions come out. I just think the Lions are an intriguing uh, team to keep an eye on. I also think, you know, the, the Eagles on paper are always strong in key areas. And, you know, the difference for them, they've had great line play. Their 2017 Super Bowl run, they had their best secondary of the last 10 years. So if they come together in their secondary and they can cover a little bit better, I think the Eagles and the Cowboys and the East are both going to be really dangerous. Uh, and then you talk about uh, the AFC real quick. Give me your thoughts there. Kansas City, and then who were the likely, uh, you know, we'll say challengers? I do a little Pittsburgh radio, too, and they kind of talked me into the Steelers maybe being right up there with the Ravens as a team that can knock off the Chiefs. And I don't think it's crazy with the Steelers. You know, defense is tough to predict. Their D was great last year. They should have regressed a little bit. But having Big Ben back and his aggressiveness, it just gives the Steelers maybe that high-end potential to make a run this year. Obviously, I think Baltimore is right in the mix. It's you know a matter of Lamar Jackson taking his game to the next level. I think in, in games where the where the game flow is maybe not in their favor, being able to pass the ball first instead of, you know, working behind the run game. 
Um, obviously, Kansas City is the team to beat. And I think the entire AFC South is intriguing. I know Houston looks terrible last night, but the Colts can make a run. The Titans can make another run. I think the South is actually going to be a really competitive division, and one of those teams could step up and at least you know challenge the Chiefs as they get to, to uh, AFC Championship time. Steve, great stuff, and look forward to having you back on. We're finally talking some football and some action on the field, and we'll chat again, okay? Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Steve Palazzolo, he is with Pro Football Focus. You can find him at PFF underscore Steve. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.